0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Flea Thicker. I'm your host, John Murray, and um, as you start with most of my podcast, uh, for those who are joining for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please, please continue to come on back. Please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your your pets. Don't care who you invite, because we're trying to get, we're, we're getting, we're slowly but surely getting there, ladies and gentlemen. We're getting to the point now where we're almost... We're not quite there yet but we're getting there to almost 100 episodes and it's something i never would have thought that i would have seen i would have seen coming uh, this will be my 91st episode this one right here and again for those who've been with me from day one i want to say thank you for doing so and please continue to come on back again please watch your family your friends your loved ones so forth and so forth again again as we know Camp is uh the NFL Network has got camp revved up uh I've been busy doing chores around the house but what else you know on a day off what do you got to do right chores around the house I haven't had a chance to sit back and watch any of the of the NFL Network um I've been reading upon reading upon reading you know many different articles and uh, catching up catching up on stuff so again I want to say thank you to guys, for the guys out there, for people who do out there listen to my, listen to my podcast. We did one, I guess we did one well, little after midnight, late this morning. So we're here to do another one. Uh, I'm off today. I get to kick back, relax a little bit. Other than do a couple of chores here, here and there, but we're here. We're here, and again, there's information we got we gotta dive into we will dive into dive into that here very very shortly. Uh, for uh, I wanna say before we continue to go further, I wanna say thank you for um, for uh, how should I say if we reached out we reached out to many to a few you know, a few different countries. And I wanna say thank you to those countries that have actually listened listened to my show from Germany to Thailand to Great Britain. So forth and so forth. I want to say thank you for doing so. I want to continue to push it, push it, and push the uh, podcast out there much more. Again, like I said, we're, we're coming we're coming in. We're getting there to almost the 100th, 100th episode of this podcast. And it's hard to believe that we have gotten almost to this point. But like I said, for those who have been with me, for those who will continue to listen to me, I want to say thank you for doing so. And again, we'll continue on and on and on. And again, it's 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 been fun doing this podcast. Uh, there, I've had a few people that have reached out to me from Reason Podcast Company. There's a Wisdom Podcast Company. Uh, Podvine has reached out to me, and I've even had Amazon. So I hope I hope other companies continue to reach out to me. I certainly don't mind talking to you. Don't mind listening to you. I want to get it, I want to get it out there, I want, to get, I want to get my viewership out there, I want to keep growing and growing and growing, but enough of that, let's, let's, let's get right into, into business, if, if you will, let's talk about, um, let's talk about the biggest news, I guess, thus far that came out sometime this morning, and that is one, one Deshaun Watson, and now we, we have finally got an answer to the Deshaun Watson debacle, that he, it appears that he will serve a 6 game suspension now I haven't I haven't listened to experts or other analysts as of yet um, some people feel that the suspension I'm sure six days might be light some probably feel that it is too short some feel that he should have got a year-long suspension for the uh, for the massages and whatever the case is now there was something I did read. One of the analysts did make a point that I thought about, it and it's an interesting argument. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, I think, got into a situation a few years ago with a young lady. And he had to serve a six-game suspension. Big Ben Roethlisberger, when well, he was, um, I think he had a uh, an issue that was done a few years ago, maybe um, four or five years ago. Again, he had to serve, I think, believe a six-game suspension as well. So. The judge who ruled on this. She felt that I was pretty much along the lines of of that. Now, again, there was no criminal charges filed from from Zeke to Big Ben to this right here, and the judge made that made that clear. And she said that uh, this this followed along those lines. Now, it is a good point to bring up the Zeke Elliott and the Big Ben situation. It is. Uh, Again, it's it's hard, it's hard. It's, it's hard for me to put a game of suspension on it. Some feel he should have eight. some feel maybe ten or twelve, some feel the whole season. But now that we've got it out the now that we've got it out the way and it's done, the Cleveland Browns can out was set for the first six games of the season. Now hopefully Draco does not get hurt because you got Joshua Dobbs at his did Josh Rosen. Uh, was it last week? Uh, I believe last at uh, one point last week. So, but again, Cleveland has to rely on Jacoby Brissett now for the first, first six games, the first six games of the season. Now, and Jacoby, and the team could, the team could, uh, I think the team could do okay with Jacoby Brissett as a quarterback. Let's be honest with you. You got a nice two-head monster, you got at least Amari Cooper, you got one-door receiver, in Cooper. The defense is, not, is a very, you got a decent offensive line, a, an underrated defense, in my opinion. The Cleveland Browns have a, have a good, have a pretty solid team. The thing is, now that Sean Long's going for six games, can't keep it smooth for, for the first six games? If Jacoby could go five and one, or four and two, I would consider that a plus, I consider that a bonus. Now, I mean, if if Jacoby can do that and take over until Sean Watson comes back in, Clay has got a shot of winning the AFC North. If that is the case, now the big thing with Deshaun Watson is going to be simply put: Deshaun has not been, of course, Deshaun has not played football for a year. He's had on foot for a year, so whenever he comes back, let's say when he comes back week seven, okay. how rusty is Deshaun Watson going to be? Now, Deshaun, from the clips I've seen, Deshaun he's looked pretty good in camp. But the point is. That's camp, that's not yeah, you're not in the shoulder pads. Everybody makes that thing. Everybody says that. Well again, it's gonna be interesting to see if Jacoby does the if he can keep the team afloat that long. Can Sean Watson come in and can Sean pick up right where right where he left off and put the Houston Texans? That is gonna be the, that is gonna be the big key. Now the Sean Watson thing what the 16 suspension was, shall we say? How can we say that? If it was, if it was right wrong, we could all make it, we could all assume here a doomsday, but the Ezekiel, the big, big thing, it served right along that 16-inch suspension, that's what, what it was compared to, and I can understand the point, point of view on that. You now. How this how this pans out, and how how other you know NFL executives, owners, fans of the Cleveland Browns, or fans in NFL in general, how they're going to take it. I don't know. That's going to be the main, certainly the main, down question right now is how are they going to take this. For me personally, unlike most people, it's hard for me to decide if a sixteen is enough, was a full year enough. Again. Again, I've always had, the, it, it's hard for me to say, but again, in my personal opinion, I gotta tell them, my feelings this. I grew up around, I grew up around a lot of women. And the thing is, I, I learned to respect a lot of women. I grew up around my mom, my sister. Unfortunately, my dad passed away when I was nine years old. So I had to be the man that I was pretty much at nine years old. But then again, I had a family that lived underneath me and there was a, there was a lady that was almost like my second mom, had a lot of respect for her. Unfortunately she is. Passed on. Her mom was a nice lady. I liked loved her to death. Of course, she is six passed on. There was a young there was a young lady. There was a young lady who was about six years old than I was that became a very good friend of mine. We had a lot of stuff in common. And, you know, I really haven't spoken to her in years, but you now I do have her on Facebook. But I don't really feature that. I don't really feature that much on Facebook, but again, I had a lot. Of, I had a lot of respect for her. But again, you know, then again, I was growing up. I had my grandmother, my great grandmother. They lived about two and a half blocks from me, and my great grandmother have her sisters that would come by, you know, maybe every other week or something, or maybe like once a month or something like that. I can't remember. And I got to know them, great ladies as well. You know, of course, you know, I have an aunt, you know, a couple of cousins. But, you know, I grew up around women. So, again, I have a lot, again, it's for me, I have a lot of respect for women. Um, To me, you know, Deshaun Watson says, this, you know, some of the stuff was consensual. And, but again, thing is, you go back to the reports, you hear that the Houston Texans do, all this was going on, and they didn't put a stop to it. Now, Sean has settled, I think, what is it, on 22 or 23 cases, or was it 23 or 24 cases? He has settled. He has settled on now. There's one that he has not settled on yet. I don't know if he will settle on the case, again. That was your criminal charges filed, which probably is, probably the reason why Sean got a six-game suspension now, if Colonel John's charges were filed, he probably would have got a year suspension. I'm just guessing that, who, who knows. Um, but, for, but for Deshaun Watson, yes, his reputation did take a huge, huge hit because of this. And it, it, it wouldn't have matter if he ended up in Cleveland, Carolina, Miami Dolphins. It wouldn't matter where he where ended up. This is going to carry on for Deshaun Watson wherever team went to, this will carry on with Deshaun Watson for the rest for the rest of his life. If Deshaun ever settles down, he you know, gets married, has kids, yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be all not only his wife. But if he has kids in the future, his kids will yeah his his kids are gonna know about it. And if that's the case, that's a sad thing because then yeah, if he has kids, his kids will get ridiculed. I, I guarantee you, are gonna get ridiculed or go get picked on in school because of this situation. But I mean, it's Houston, Texas dude, all this is going on. And there's been reports that Houston Texans have got like, have gotten what have got a lawsuit against them, I believe, if, that, if, that, if that's true because of this because of this situation. Because they knew of it. I mean Deshaun Watson had, had I don't know had many massages he had an in this account of massages. And I've had some players players that come out and said, well, yeah, they get massages, but not as many as nowhere near as many as Sean Watson did. And I get that an NFL player's body, whether it's an NFL player, NBA player, you know, major league baseball, your body does take a beating. And some people do do massages to loosen up, you know, to loosen up the muscles. I get that, understand that. But again, the problem is if you have a woman that's doing massages, that she's there to do a, simply, she's to, to do a job. And to me, I never understood the significance I've had, like, I've heard stories where athletes will just wear a towel around them, and that's it. To me, I've kind of never understood that. I can understand, I can understand if an athlete wore shorts, I don't care if he puts a bathing in, swim trunks on or something, yeah. It would seem like you could go in there and do that, but again, you know, again, I don't know. And I, 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 I gotta be honest with, with, with my viewers, with my listeners. Um, I've never, I gotta be honest with you, i never had a massage. So I can't really answer that question for you. But to me, it would seem like instead of just having just a simple towel wrapped around you, it's like you would think you wear a pair of shorts, swim trunks. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, to, you know, I mean, Again that's me maybe I don't understand the, the significance and significance of that yes, but I've never understood that and And to me for a guy for a guy to simply I guess you could say take advantage of women to me is something that I've never that to me is not' is not, is not me because again I grew up around women you learned you learn to respect them for what they are and that's and again that's just me. So, so, the Cleveland Browns' family, he's going to be, he's gonna be having a six-game suspension. We shall see. We shall see where this, where this, where this goes for the Cleveland Browns. Can the Cleveland Browns survive without Deshaun Watson for six games? Their answer is yes. They can't survive without him for six games. Schreiber said he's been a starting quarterback in this league. He's a veteran quarterback. I mean, he was a starting quarterback for the end. Let's call it survivor so, time of one Andrew Andrew Luck. So he has been in that he has been thrust that role. But they're seeing the responsibility now is can he carry the team for a full yeah, can't he carry for a full six games until Deshaun Watson comes back. And if he can have a winning record when Deshaun Watson gets back, then Cleveland can make things very interesting in the AFC North. And the AFC North, I'm not gonna compare the AFC North to the AFC West because to me that is the best conference in football. Somebody proved me wrong on that one. But the AFC North is a tough conference. And anybody in that conference, yes, just like the AFC West, could win the division. Some say Pittsburgh has an issue because, because of the quarterbacks. And I get that. The Ravens, some say, well, the running game could be, is questionable. True. True. Cleveland, well, can Deshaun Watson step in after six games and beat Deshaun to Deshaun Watson the vote? I got you. And can the yeah, Cincinnati Bengals pick up when they left off last year? Again, good points. But for Deshaun Watson, we'll see. Deshaun Watson's biggest thing is now he's sure his suspension. Well, the Cleveland Browns get to Deshaun Watson, DC from Houston, Texas. Because let's remember, let's remember one thing, and one thing. The young man, that's the young man. He's still a young man. When he's 25, 26 years old. He's still a young man, but the thing is, Candace not how Sean wants him to play. But he's you got to remember he didn't play all of last year, and he's going to it for the first six games of the season. So he, let's let's just say for the sake of argument, you're coming to a point where he's almost going to be sitting out what a season and a half if you want to kind of go in that direction. But if Horvath can do his job and keep and keep the ship afloat. Let's say, like I said, four and two, five and one. If they can do something like that, then that's a bonus for the Cleveland Browns. And if they can do that, Deshaun Watson comes back in. If Deshaun plays like he, like he did with the Houston Texans, and I'm sure with Deshaun Watson, can he can or Martin Cooper be his DeAndre Hopkins? That's a good question. And I'm interested to see Deshaun come back, where his chemistry will be with other receivers. Will be with David Bell, uh, Peoples? Well, he get that connection with Deshaun Watson. Those are answers that have to, those are questions that will have to be answered once Deshaun Watson gets back after week seven. Well, for San Francisco 49er fans, uh, I guess there is good news. Nebo has got his money. Nebo 73-year extension, 75-plus 75 point, 75 point million. He got a... Uh, was it 50? Was it like 50 in and guaranteed? I believe I might be wrong on that. So now Debo gets his money. Debo, long, a lot of other receivers from DK Metcalf and others have got their have got their money. This you know this this all season. So now now the response now a lot goes on Debo's shoulders now. It gets interesting because you have now a new quarterback. Trey Lance is your new quarterback. Now, granted, Jimmy Garoppolo is technically still a 49er. He has not been traded. But, now, Jimmy has not been with the 49ers. He's not been going out. He has not been in camp. And Jimmy's looking to be traded somewhere. Now, Jimmy does have a little bit of, a little bit of stock because he has been to a Super Bowl. And he has been to the NFC Championship game. So Jimmy does have a little bit of a stock. A lot of people don't are not big Jimmy Garoppolo fans, but Jimmy does have a winning record in, in, in the NFL. And that same that that is saying something to me if you got a winning record this way. Now the pressure goes on Debo. Debo had a career here last year. But a lot of people, a lot of people, like myself included, Debo, the biggest thing with Debo is King he stayed healthy. He stayed healthy last year, he produced. Now, Debo was not too happy about the situation as far as running football. But then again, the 49ers had issues with the running game last year and injuries. Injuries occurred. It seems like every time we turn around, they were losing running back. And Now, they found one Elijah Mitchell. And Elijah, as of right now, is going to be the number one running back. I believe Jeff Wilson, as of right now, is the number two receiver. That's not number two receiver, I so should Number two running back. Uh, there has been a good report from Trey Sermon, who they drafted out of Ohio State last year. They said he's come to camp; he's in great shape, and he's seems to doing pretty well himself right now as camp goes. I believe they got Hastings, who is going to be probably the third down back. So, to me, they've got they've got a running game. They drafted that young man from LSU. So, Adebo wanted to be simply a receiver. So, hopefully, if the running game stays healthy, Eagle won't have to run the football as much this year, and I think the reason is because injuries happened last year, and Deebo had to step in. They had to use Debo a lot more. Now, I'm not saying that now, I'm not saying that probably will probably run the ball a little bit this year. I'm sure there'll be some in the rounds, I'm sure. I'm sure that's coming out of the Kyle Shanahan playbook. I'm sure that's probably in the playbook somewhere. But now, if the running game says healthy, Deagle won't have to run the ball as much. And he will be strictly a wide receiver. Now, had probably a little bit more pressure, again, because you've got a a starting quarterback. And I'm interested to see if Lance and Evo can get on the same page. Now, they've had Brandon Ayuk. Now, Brandon is, to report, he didn't have a good offseason. I haven't heard much more about him going into camp. If Brandon continues to, he continues to fail, or he continues to not impress the 49ers staff, Brandon could be cut, Brandon could be an off-team. Yes, you still got George Kittle. George Kittle is still one of their tight ends in this league. George had injury, has had injury issues the last couple of years. But when he's healthy, when he's right, he's still one of the best, he's still top four tight end in this league, hands down. And then, like I said, uh, there's other guys looking at him. There's Jawan Jennings, who has some upside. He's an uh, interesting man to keep an eye on if you're a San Francisco 49er fan. Now, like I will to me, if you're a fantasy guy, the two guys you're still going to get are Kittle and Debo, the two guys that you're going to really concern yourself with. And I'm sure Elijah Mitchell, he'll probably get a little bit of looks from fantasy moves as well. But debo, Debo's debo got his money. Now we'll see if Debo can step up and be that number one receiver because you people paying this, because Debo has to realize if you need to pay this money, you've got to be a number one receiver in this league and can Debo put, can't yeah, I mean, can Debo put up numbers like I mean can't Debo, can, I mean, can Debo put up huge numbers do you yeah I mean do you compare Debo I mean do you think Debo can put up like Jamar Chase like numbers do you think he's Justin Jefferson in the Minnesota rankings I don't really see Debo in that category I really don't um I mean, I wouldn't, it's hard for me to compare him to a, a healthy De'Andre Hopkins. It's hard for me to compare him to Julio Jones in his heyday, in his heyday. Yeah, I don't see him, I don't see him catching 150 passes like Michael Thomas did a few years ago. I don't see him doing that. And certainly the offense, certainly the offense, if you call it, if you Kyle Shanahan, you can still run the football now. Certainly, you get to run the football more with trade with trade layers because he's definitely a lot quicker than Gene Ronfalo. And they've got a plethora of four running backs, four or five running backs that they can sit around and tear, hand the ball off to. Certainly, Mitchell is going to be the number one running back. Can't Mitchell stay healthy for a full season. That's going to be an issue, and he has to go out there and prove that his rookie year wasn't a fluke or he's not a bust. And Jeff Wilson, he'll be the number two running back, but. And I'm sure him and uh, Mitchell will probably platoon, but I think Mitchell will be more carries than Jeff Wilson. I'm interested to see if Trey Sermon is, um, I'm interested to see if, uh, if he can uh, unseat Mitchell or cut into, you know, cut into Wilson's carries. That's going to be a very interesting thing to look at. Hastings is still going to be the third down back. Now, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised, if, I would be surprised if Debo up in the backfield or you get some memory I'm sure that's probably the Kyle Shannon playbook. But now, Kyle wants to be only, excuse me, not Kyle, but I believe Debo wants to be a, only a receiver. Well, Debo, you got your money. Now you got be. You got to put up number one receiver numbers. You're going to have to go out there and get 1,100, 1,200 receiving yards. You might forget there's 9 or 10 touchdowns a year. You're going to have to do that, and you're going to have to stay healthy to do that. Now, last year was the first year Debo was completely healthy for a full season. Before that, Debo was hurt a lot. And, and a lot of people thought Debo was, was a bust. Now that's not me. A lot of the experts will say the same thing that I'm saying. But now the pressure's on Debo. He got his money. Now he has to stay healthy. He's got to produce those type of numbers. Can't he do it? And with a a young quarterback. First year, Trey Lance. We shall see if Debo can live up, live up to that billing. While we're talking about receivers, let's let's talk about one receiver that's kind of flown in the radar a little bit. And a trade that was made early in the offseason that nobody really has talked about, but seems to be catching a little bit of waves, and that's one Devontae Parker. Now, he seems to be catching a lot of rays from his teammates. His quarterback Matt Jones and Devontae Parker's look has looked excellent camp he's teaching deep balls, uh, Mac I think, Mac Jones on the third ball. Uh, Devontae went back, got the ball and took off you know, took off and went for a touchdown. Now the thing with Devontae Parker is so, simply put just like debos we just got to talk about injuries have always curtailed Devontae Parker's career. The one year that he was healthy, 1200 yards, Nine touchdowns for most of the year. And that's where the Miami Dolphins knew that Devontae Parker could be when they drafted him. But injuries have always hurt Devontae Parker's stock. You know, so then again, some of the quarterback play for Miami Dolphins was not any great either. Now, certainly it's very interesting. Devontae Parker could very well be the Patriots number one receiver this year. Again, they got by. They got by last year, and they had was a Kidry Bourne who put up some good numbers last year for them. And they, they survived. They survived. Uh, Hunter Henry had a decent year as, as a tight end for him. Hunter Henry's the one to come out and says Devontae has looked like a beast and he can and he's playing very well. Well, again, that sounds surprised because Devontae's always had that talent. It's just injuries and inconsistent quarterback play in Miami were the two biggest issues with Devontae Parker, and like we just got to seeing. He did stay healthy almost for a full season. He did put 1,200 yards and nine touchdowns up. Now, now with the New England New England Patriots and what offense they're going to run, because now we know Matt Patricia and Bill Belichick I think will be calling the plays at least in camp, possibly preseason, and I'm going to say it carries on into the season. But I'm interested to see again, again Parcells likes to rely on that running game, and he has Damian Harris who had a coming off a career look, career here last year. He's got Stevenson who um, who at times did flash was a pretty was a beast in preseason last year and he did flash some of some of that. So to me I think Damien's still number one running back. Stevenson's still number two. But I don't know if I would be totally surprised or totally shocked if Stevenson at some point during the year does become a number one running back. Yeah, if David you know Damien Harris slips up. James White is hopefully gonna come back. But James, he is he is digged out. They do have Bolden, who has been a been a patron for many, many years now, as well as James Wayne. They drafted uh Strong. He's a guy that you should certainly look at long and hard. He's one of those late round draft picks, but Strong had a pretty good college career, you know, division division two. He played division two ball, but he is a solid a solid player and it'll be very interesting to see if Pillow check or how Matt Patricia could use a guy like that. But again, yeah, it's not surprising that Devontae's look good in can. Devontae is healthy. Now can't he sell it for a full seventeen games? That's gonna be his issue. Now do I think him and Matt Jones can can get along real well? Yes, I believe they can get along real well. And can Devontae Parker be number one receiver for me during the Yes, he can. I mean, I think that Devontae is healthy. He's healthy now. Granted, you got to remember, Belichick is going to like to run the ball, but I still think he can catch seventy-five to eighty balls a year. He could be a thousand-yard receiver. He could get eight, nine touchdowns. And trust me, if you're a fantasy owner, you would love that from your receiver. You wouldn't cry about that at all, whatsoever. At least I wouldn't. A guy like that could do that. I mean, Ed volunteer can catch a fifty or sixty-yard ball. He can do that. But I'm interested to see yeah. if Devontae Parker can sail over a whole season. I mean that's it. Can Devontae do that? That's always been his issue. That's always been his problem. It's not the talent. Devontae's always had a talent. But can he stay healthy? I think Mac Jones will be fine. Now the Patriots, of course the Patriots in this division, some of you haven't been finishing third. A lot of people ride the Buffalo Bills bandwagon. And it's kind of hard not to, with all the talent they've got on that on that football team. You got Josh Allen. Yeah, the only thing with them is the running game. Devin Singletary. Can you trust Zach Moss? Can James Well, James Cooky's the number one running back at some point this season, and because he's explosive. You've got a you've got you're probably with four, four or five deep. You've got two good tight ends. Yeah, the offensive line's not bad. The defense, the defense. Everybody talks about the Buffalo Bills' offense, but the defense was awesome last year. And you go to your Vaughn Miller. And again, everybody thinks Miami could finish second. They bulked up the running game. They had a couple of guys in the offensive line. You go down and got Tyreek Hill. And Miami's defense is not that bad either. Miami's defense played very well last year as well. So. For the Patriots, some feel the Patriots could still sneak in the back door and maybe make a wild card spot. Is it possible? It's possible with Belichick. Anything's possible. Now, Belichick. I know we have criticized Belichick a couple of episodes ago to the point where he's kind of losing his touch when it comes to the draft, and he has. I mean, he has lost his touch, and some people think maybe Belichick needs to step aside. Now. I'm sure Kraft is giving i I'm sure Kraft will give Belichick you know, every you know, every reason to keep his job. Because after all, Belichick did give him how many he got him quite a few super six Super Bowls, right? If you got a coach as one of your six Super Bowl titles, it's hard to get you, you pretty much give him yeah, you give him, you know, whatever reason, whatever chance he needs too. So, to me, right now, I know it's hard to say that Belichick is sitting on the hot seat, but in some way he may well be sitting on the hot seat. And then who knows, does Matt Patricia become the next head coach? Does Joe Judge get a shot at being the next head coach team? Or do you go outside of the New England Patriots and bring a new person in? Well, I'm interested to see how Belichick and Patricia call this system because, again, Belichick's all about football. You've got a nice young quarterback in Matt Jones who get asked him up some his rookie here. And he's getting rave reviews, coming to camp, and, excellent shape. Uh, his teammates say he commands he commands the offense. That he commands at huddle. And that's good to hear from your teammates that here's a guy that's coming in. He's in his second year. And again, you try the best you can to get him wet to get him wet and you've got a couple of decent tight ends. Johanna Smith and Hunter Henry. Johanna was hurt last year. I'm interested to see if he can stay up there full seventeen game from and to see what that two tight end system can do for him. Now crazy sounds I know Matt I gave Jones is not Tom Brady. And then again, these two guys are not Rob Gronkowski or Aaron Nendez back in the day. But that you kind of feel that system. Then he went out and got, you know, some receivers that were not well known receivers. But again if you think about it, here we go again. It's kinda of it's got that similar vibe, that similar feeling. You ran off the you ran off the running right. game, whether you were Corey Dillon, uh yeah, Blunt, yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who ran the football. To me, it's that vibe, isn't it? It it it, it, it just feels like it's that New England Patriot vibe there, doesn't it? That seems to be an, and defense and a decent defense. That's been the bell Belichick for for years and years and it's hard to argue. It got you six Super Bowl rings using the same the same exact strategy. But I'm interested to see if he gives Mac Jones more opportunities. If he gives Mac if he gives Mac Jones an opportunity to throw the football. A guy like Devontae Parker is a is a solid option as a weapon. I know that the the, the trade between Miami and New England. It flew on the radar. But I think to New England Patriots fans, if Devontae Parker stays on for a full seventeen games, he's a weapon that can certainly be used I mean, it certainly be, should be utilized to his best ability by Bill Belichick and Matt Patricia. So, again, with the simply put, can he stay healthy? That's the underlying thing here. There's nothing, again, we don't deny his ability. He is a, and actually, he's a good football player. But he's to stay healthy, and that's going to be the thing with the Parker. Since we've seen a recurring theme of wide receivers, let's talk let's talk about another receiver, uh, a guy that kinda of goes under under notice in the offensive system, and that's Van Jefferson. Now, I guess you've heard I guess if you're a Ram fan or you're a football fan, you've heard that uh Van's had to go see knee specialist because he's had some problems with his knee in the off season and now it has not gone away. It's it's it seems to be consistent. It seems to be consistent. It seems to be bothering. Now he's going to see a specialist, and certainly Sean McVay doesn't have a the answer for everybody uh, as to what's going on, what's going to be the time frame that he will return to camp if at all. Hopefully, there's nothing seriously wrong with Vance. Me, wish he wish him the best of luck. But here's the thing about this, and I get I get what the running fans want to say, well, we got a Cooper Cup, we got, you know, we got Al Robinson, who we signed. Now, that's certainly a one-two punch, but Van Jefferson proved to be last year a pretty consistent number three guy. Now, I know when, Ode- when, when Odell Beckham came in, Van, I think, became a, after some in a way, kind of an afterthought because Odell came in, but Odell jumped to the number two spot alongside of Cooper Cup. Because, you know, Robert Woods, he got he lost. He got lost his season with ACL injury. And I think there were times they did Van did step in as number two receiver. And he had his moments when he did play well, but if we fast forward to this, Odell fast forward, Odell is not is not there. Odell is still a free agent, um, and I'm sure the Rams will look to have you back, but Odell is going to be gone. was going to be gone from for most the, the of the season, and losing a guy like Van Jefferson, I know, a Rams fan are going to say that it's not. Some might say it's not a big deal. But to this it's a big deal because granted I get it everybody's gonna focus on one Cooper Cup now Robinson, when he's healthy and has a pretty good quarterback throwing in the football he's a pretty good player so we know they're the one-two punch but you got to find someone to take the pressure off of those two guys now Tyler Higby I think yeah he was hurt he got hurt in play the NFC Championship game he didn't play in the Super Bowl Tyler's supposed to be on his way back, and I'm sure Matthew Schraffer will put Tyler Higley to use as well. But for but for the Rams to be successful, they have to have a pretty good three receivers, a three receiver set. And if Van's knee e becomes a uh, can, you know, uh be something that becomes a little more worrisome you know, for him, then it becomes a problem to me for the Rams. Now you got Akers and Daryl Henderson as your one-two punch at running back. You seem to be set there. I mean the Rams, you again you gotta remember the Rams lost a couple guys on the offensive line. They lost a man that doesn't get get goes unnoticed and it's a left tackle, Andrew Whit- Whitworth, who is now have gone has gone off into retirement. And rightfully so. He's spent a lot of years since Night Bandles came to the Rams and he finally got in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl ring. He's gone. So they've also come off into line But with Van Jefferson, it does become a little bit of a concern because they've got, you know, I know they've got three or four receivers that have to step in, but they're all, you know, all of them have not really done much for the Rams. And again, Odell, he's not going to be ready. And you start looking at the waiver wire where there's not many people on the waiver wire. But there is one guy that does come to does come to mind if the knee is, is persistent for Van for Van Jefferson. Here's a guy that can really open up that can really open up the passing game for the Rams. And no, when I talk about Odell, because Odell, like I said, is hurt. But what about Will Fuller? Nobody mentions Will Fuller's name. But here's a guy. Again, I guess in real situations like Devontae Parker, if he can stay healthy, here's a guy. There's a guy that can certainly light a scoreboard up. Here's a guy, can you imagine if he played in this system, was a number three receiver, and you had Matthew Stratford throwing him the football. Can you imagine, can you imagine him breaking 70, 80-yard bombs for touchdown, and he's completely healthy? I can certainly see that. Can you see that opening a can of worms? Yeah, can you imagine that would give, uh, you know, defenses a thought process. now? I'm not telling Les i I'm not telling Sean McVay, hey, you not know, how to do your job because I'm appealing on a total pole. But to be honest with you, if the handjecks knee becomes a huge, huge concern, there is something that you could work on right there. Why don't you reach out to Will Fuller? It seems like you know, a lot of people bypass Will Fuller. A lot of people consider him as a panaker. Some people consider him maybe a Dallas Cowboy at one point in time, which is I would love to see Dallas go ahead and get a guy like that because he went to the MVP of the USFL to help out help out in that regard. But again, I'm just saying if Van Jefferson and to me, my guess is they played a one back. Now we know Cam Akers is more to be the starting running back. Um, like I said, I'm sure Darrell Henderson will sw Darren will get his surely. Is playing time where you could go in the two. But to be they're gonna have a three, you're gonna have a three receiver set. And if you don't have Van Jefferson there, it becomes a little bit of a concern because you know guys are gonna key on Cooper Cup. Yeah. And if not Cooper Cup, then some guys are, are gonna take Allen Robinson seriously and they should. But the problem is that a number three receiver spot it becomes a very interesting thing for the Rams if you don't have Van Jefferson. And how much confidence do they have in the other receivers on that roster? I don't know. That becomes, that becomes a concern. But again, I'm just saying for the sake of argument, the Vance is persistent. And it becomes becomes a thing. I thought, then hey, a guy like Will Fuller will be perfect with the system. Will Fuller, in some ways could be like the Deshaun Jackson of your team you well know, is younger, is younger than Sean. Deshaun, he does have, yeah, does have speed to burn. Just saying, if Jefferson's knee becomes, becomes that, becomes a concern. But again, like I said, follows my about that guy that I can think of all the top of my head that would really be a nice little fit for the Rams. But yeah, of course, that means it will, will come, come to the Rams and yeah, be settled on number three receiver spot surprised Like I said, he hasn't gone to, hasn't been signed by somebody. But again, you know, sometimes this is what happens when you get close to camp. When you are in camp, things happen, injuries happen, and that's the point. But we'll see. We'll see if Van. We'll see if Ann's knee is is not as bad as you think it is. If it's a persistent thing it's going to be interesting to see what the Rams do as a number three Super Superdome. Uh, like I said, Odell's not there, but a guy like Will Fuller would be, would be a perfect fit for the Rams. You don't have to rely on, you know, have to rely on Will to be at number two, certainly not rely on to be at number one, but if you, Will will be at least at number three, and if Ann's got to miss a significant amount of time, here's a guy that can certainly step in and be a, a pretty decent number three, I would think, if he's healthy, if he's in shape, and that's a big Thing. But for Van Jefferson and for the Rams, I'm interested to see if one of these other guys that have gotten on the roster as receivers and can step in and be the number three receiver. If Van is not playing time, because if they can, I will be a little bit concerned if I'm the, the Rams fans. I know Los Angeles fans are going to think that, what is a number three receiver? How important, how important is he? Well, there's a lot of pretty decent number three receivers in this league. Once you ask the Snap Bengals how valuable Tyler Boyd is? And that probably give you a pretty good answer how how you know, valuable he is. I'm interested to see, again, except the AFC North, if the buzz of Ray Pickens is good as, they, as good as, as I'm hearing, he could be a significant number three receiver. Then again, the Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo, Buffalo Bills, i spread the ball around. But again, the number three receiver could be either Isaac, Isaac McKenzie or Jameson Crowder. But again, a number three receiver is sometimes it might go unnoticed, but let's be honest with you. If you're the, yeah, but if you're the passing offense, that is the Los Angeles Rams, a guy like losing guy like Van Jefferson, it might not be huge. It might not be huge to the average Los Angeles Rams fan or to the NFL but I guarantee you, it's not lost on Matthew Stranford, and it's not lost on the, Yeah, on Sean McFay. Wouldn't it be an episode if I did if we did mention Aaron Rodgers, right? Nah, nothing. There's nothing, nothing bad about Aaron Rodgers. I'm not, really not gonna bring any comparisons of him coming to camp looking like Nicholas Cage. Um, I think, uh, I on the NFL Network analyst asked him, about, asked him about it and I like I said I don't know what he said I didn't really see it but there's an article I read that Aaron, Aaron Rodgers seems to be pretty confident in his receiving core now granted we know that now we mentioned a couple of episodes ago that Adam, Alan Lazard is going to be stepping in as the new number one receiver and Aaron Rodgers seems to have a lot of confidence that he can step in to the number one receiver spot no eyes could make Allen's not Devontae Adams by any stretch of the imagination. But he is, yeah, you know, but he has quietly gone her and Rogers confidence at least at least over, over the years. Now I know they've got him, they've signed Samuel Watkins. Randall Cobb is still sitting there. Now Watson, they did sign Watson. Well, they drafted Watson, and they think Watson could be the future Devontae Adams, but of course I think he is. Yeah, he is hurt and he's not playing. There's a young man that they also drafted that has seems to have captured Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers' uh, attention. He's called a couple of nice passes from Aaron Rodgers. Aaron's great reviews from this young man. It says he comes in, you know, comes in. He has a ritual that he does every single day. comes in, he does this, he does that. And Aaron seems to like him. So, but if Aaron Rodgers seems like a seems like this rookie, then that's probably saying a lot for this for this young man. But for Aaron Rodgers, he says he likes the receiving core. Well, again, I don't think Aaron Rodgers has much of a choice but to like the receiving core. And to me, to me with the Green Bay Packers, I think it's gonna be very interesting. The offensive line, it's kind of like you now average at best. I mean, it's average. I'm not saying they, that Green Bay, the one thing about Green Bay is they seem to have always find offensive line somewhere but to me I think this year I think Aaron Jones has come out and told the NFL network analyst that he feels him and A.J. Dillon could get a thousand yards Yeah, you know, together, one it could be a thousand yard running backs and for Aaron Jones to come out and say that I hate to say it but Aaron Jones is probably on to something and I know it sounds crazy you've got Aaron as your quarterback and you want two 1,000 yard rushers. I know it sounds weird. I know it sounds stupid, crazy. That maybe, yeah, maybe I need to see, you could see some psychiatric help. Maybe I need to be you know, sent to some um, mental institution. Because Aaron Rodgers is, after all, the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. But let's be honest with you, with the receiving core still trying to take shape, trying to take mold, Aaron Jones might be on to something. Because to be honest with you, I think. I don't know if both of them will get a thousand yards. That could be a stretch, maybe not, but I think it's going to be a stretch. One of them could very well get a thousand yards. Um, Aaron Jones is a much better, is a better receiver in the backfield than AJ Dillon. You know, AJ has played well, has caught some passes out of the backfield, and has done himself a bad, a bad, bad job. But yeah, to me, to me, AJ Dillon could be the type of guy that could get a thousand yards because he's a big, bruising running back. I'm uh, saying Aaron can get a thousand yards. I can see Aaron still get a thousand with rushing. But I could also see him add about three for one receiving yards too, because he's that type of guy. But for me, as crazy as it sounds, it, it, as it's gonna sound what the the Green Bay Packers offense may run through that money game. And I know it sounds weird under, you know, saying that, but I gotta be honest with you. I think it's going to be the, let's run the ball first, and Aaron Rodgers pass second, pass second. I know that sounds weird, sounds crazy, but that's the case here. Now, if they still had Devonte Adams, then I would say maybe you're different. I would still say they would still run the football, even if Devontae was still there. But I think you, I think you would have more confidence in Aaron Rodgers throwing the football. Now, as I'm saying, you know, Aaron Rodgers has always found in his career, he's always found. A receiver that he can lie on. He's always had what the Donald Drivers of the world. Did he have Greg Jennings? Devontae Adams. He always found somebody that he can uh, Jordy Nelson was a prime example. Aaron always found somebody to throw you know to throw the ball that he can lie on. Now this year maybe it is Alan Lazard. Maybe he relies on Alan Lazard a lot as a number one receiver. Alan had a career year last year. He caught eight touchdown passes last year. Now and again, he's gonna rely on him. I'm sure he'll rely on Randall Cobb because he trusts Randall Cobb off the line. Now, Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins is a veteran receiver in this league. Sammy has had a thousand yards, one and a thousand yard receiver in this league. Sammy is a talented player, but again, injuries have always hurt Sammy's Sammy's career. I'm interested in see if Aaron Rodgers can trust one Sammy Watkins. He's got a couple of young receivers. Yet, yeah, can they? Can, can they produce? Like I said, there was one gentleman we talked about earlier that Aaron seems to like right off the bat. Yeah, could he? Could he be the surprise player, or Watson when he gets healthy? Could Watson be the guy that Aaron Rodgers relies on? So yeah, I get the point that Aaron, Aaron has a knack for picking one one receiver and making them a star. Aaron can do that, and Aaron has capability of still doing that. I mean, but will Allen step up to the plate? Well, these lead receivers, you know, pull it out. You know, the tight end becomes a. Uh, I mean Robert Tunyon. He is still. He is still hurt. We do not know. The reports are he probably will not be ready by week one. The tight end spot's going to be a problem. And I've mentioned. And i mentioned before. There's a guy out there that used to play for the Green Bay Packers at one point in time. That played, well him, and that was Jerry Cook. Why not bring Jerry Cook in, sign him, and let Cook be your yeah and let Cook be the, uh, the tight end. I mean, Aaron likes Jared Cook. They got along real well. It was Aaron and Jared Cook that bailed, that bailed Green Bay out because if they had to bail them out, they would have lost to the Dallas Cowboys in the playoff game. If you know, of course, it wasn't for that. Of course, it wasn't for Mason Crosby's what, 52-yard field goal either. But the point being, I could see the way outside signing Jared Cook. But, Aaron should have confidence in his receiving core. And that's, that's great. But again, Aaron doesn't have has, has much of a choice to say that because Devontae Adams is not coming back. And I don't see them going out signing another receiver Now, they had a chance to sign Julio Jones, but Julio didn't want to go there. Um, I know that there's, there's been the buzz about Will Fuller. We just got to mention him um, a couple of minutes ago. But I don't see him coming, but I don't see Will Fuller now coming to Green Bay. So to be honest with you, Aaron Rodgers is going to have to use the guys that are around him. And the question mark is, can Allen Lazard step in to be the number one guy? Because Allen's going to have to do so. Allen's going to have to get 1,000 yards. Alan might have to get 9 or 10 touchdowns to make any kind of noise. No, he's not Devontae Adams by any stretch of the imagination. But he's going to, have to step in the number one spot. And who is going to be the number two guy? Will it be Sammy Watkins? Because right now, to be right now, Randall Cobb, to me, Randall Cobb could probably still be this could probably be the number three receiver. I don't think he's number two. Allen's one. Cobb, I think, is three. But who's number two? Sammy Watkins will be the perfect number two guy, you would think. But it's going to be interesting to see if Sammy can run the system. Can he get can get on the same page with one Aaron Rodgers, that's going to be an interesting theory. Or, or will this new guy become the number two receiver. I don't think he will right off the bat. My my gut tells me that if Watkins can get on the same page with Aaron Rodgers and they play well in camp, I don't. And you know, Aaron Rodgers is not going to play any preseason games, and I don't know how much Sammy Watkins is going to play in preseason games. But you got to hope with camp with Cam. You would think Sam will be the number two guy, but you never know. So for Aaron Rodgers, he has no choice but to like what he's got, because Green Bay's not going to go out and make a huge, huge, trade and get a legitimate number one receiver. You know this late, you know this this late in the game. Now, some good news are coming out for Kansas City Chiefs fans that Orlando Brown has has come to camp. He has signed a 10 He is coming to camp. He's going to he sign his contract, I believe he'll get paid sixteen point some million to be Patrick Mahomes' left tackle. And again, that brings a sign of relief for Kansas City Chiefs fans. And I'm sure that brings a side of relief for one Patrick Mahomes. Now Orlando Brown has been in pro ball through the last four years. And I'm sure Orlando wants a contract that will pay him among the top top left tackles in this in this league. Now thing is you've got Patrick Mahomes, I guess and I guess we can't see cheese fans. I guess you got a kind of sort of a scare. Uh the report was, the report was that a uh, Patrick Holmes, I think put a drop back for a pass, one of the offensive linemen had stepped, I guess stepped on his foot or something like that, and Patrick went down. But Andy Reid Andy Reed saying there's nothing to see here, accidental thing. It's okay. To be honest with you, once you ask Ryan Jensen of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, how that, yeah, how how get stuck on my own teammate, how, how does that, yeah, how does that play that play for Ryan Jensen? And I'm sure it's quite a scare if Patrick Mahomes went down because the Patrick went down. The Chiefs ain't gonna do much or not gonna do much behind Chan hitting Chant hitting a year. But for Lando Brown, Orlando, Orlando has a point. He wants to be paid top dollar. Now Trey Williams, I believe, is the top is the top eight left tackle this league I believe, but I'm interested to see if Orlando Brown will get his money. Now, I don't think, I don't know if Orlando will get it from the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I know some people will say that Orlando Brown was playing with right, right tackle for, you know, for a few years with the Baltimore Ravens, and of course he wanted to be a left tackle, and the Kansas City Chiefs jump on that opportunity you know, and traded even traded first round pick for this for this young man. And Orlando came in, he stepped in, he did his job, he protected Patrick Mahomes, and again the Chiefs had to do something because let's be honest with you, the offensive line sucked us in, in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, that out, but the, the Chiefs do have some of the young offensive line, and the guy like, having a guy like Alejandro Brown helping these young men out is a bonus. Now. Again, we'll go through the same system again next again in twenty twenty three. Yeah, does you know does you know will the Chiefs pay Orlando Brown you know left tackle type money? And to be honest with you, left tackles are hard to come by in this league. A lot of people said that you have to have what a good quarterback, a good left tackle, you want to have a pass rusher, a cornerback, and you've got to have you know you've got to have at least one quality running back a one-top-notch receiver. If you can get, if you can have all that, if you can have that fold, then you've got a pretty solid team. You've got the quarterback, the left tackle, Orlando Brown. Now, the corner game could be a little interesting. It could be questionable for the see City Chiefs. And the running back, that could be questionable as well. Now, the question is, with Orlando Brown, will they, will they be able to, will they get, yeah. Now, does the Chiefs feel Orlando Brown's worth Trent Williams type of money or maybe slightly less. That's for the Kansas City Chiefs to decide. But to be honest with you, if you want to protect Patrick Mahomes' backside for several more years, you're gonna have to call for money. Now I know that Patrick I know that a lot of money's tied up into one Patrick Mahomes. I get it, I understand it. But if you wanna keep a guy like Orlando Brown around, maybe you go to Patrick Mahomes, maybe you tell Patrick, hey, we need to, you know, we need to spread some money around here, there, to get to get to get land on his money. Now, Patrick doesn't seem to be a Patrick seems to be a pretty laid back guy, a pretty level headed guy, we think, and he would he might consider something like that. Now, I don't know a guy like Aaron Rodgers, but I think Patrick Mahomes is a pretty decent enough guy to know it, and trust me, if it was Tom Brady, Tom Brady would sit there and certainly do it. I think Patrick Mahomes is the type of guy that would consider that possibility. Patrick is the highest paid what, player in this league. Well, he's the highest paid player. He's one of the highest paid players in the league. Aaron Rodgers is the highest paid player. But I think if you went to Patrick, Patrick Mahomes and you asked him this question, yes. He could certainly, he could certainly, you know, he would certainly be all years. I think, on this situation. But you can't say, Chiefs. You got money tied up in Patrick Mahomes, you got money tied up in Travis Kelsey, and tied up in a couple of other players. But to be honest with you, my man, I think you're Kansas City. If you're that serious about protecting Patrick Mahomes' backside and get Patrick Mahomes a good offensive line, then you yeah, might need you some serious thinking and you might need to go look at the tape a couple of years ago when Tampa Bay pretty much destroyed your right and left in the Super Bowl and Patrick Mahomes on his backside trying to throw a football. So if, if, I'm the, if I'm the MD, Kansas City Chiefs, I'm going to be honest with you. You better, yeah, you might want to think about it long and hard, signing Orlando Brown to a nice little contract. Because, again, left tackles are a dime that does it. They're hard to find. They're hard to find in this league. Well, that is all I have for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me. Take care of yourselves. See you again very soon.